On May 16, 1929, roughly 270 people gathered at the Hollywood Roosevelt Room to attend a private dinner and ceremony. Throughout the evening, statuettes were handed out to various actors, directors, and other prominent members of the film industry in recognition of the cinematic accomplishments of the year, and thus, the Academy Awards were born. That May, and every year since, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Science compiles a list of what they have deemed to be the year's finest achievements in film and rewards the best of the best with that coveted golden statue, the Oscar. My name is Andrew Smith, and other than watching far more movies than I can afford to, I don't have any particularly distinguishing credentials pertaining to analyze why the Academy might award the movies they do. So that's why I launched Statue Chat. It's going to be a series of conversations where I dive deep into the 2019 Oscar nominees and the awards after they happen, and try and break down what exactly is happening and why it matters. It has always baffled me how, in the past, a big-budget blockbuster like The Hurt Locker can walk away with Best Picture one year, only for a small, avant-garde, silent film like The Artist to take home the gold two years later. Regardless of the ratings they garner or the hosts that they may or may not have, I believe that award shows, especially the Oscars, matter. A movie is inherently reflective of the way an individual or collective view the world, and when we as a society give prizes to these groups, and let's be clear, that's what the Oscars are, it's just a prize, we are subsequently saying that the worldview of this person or these people is important. My hope is that by talking to all sorts of people, I can begin to better understand why these movies we value and the representation we see in them is essential to how we learn and grow as a community. But first, I want to know who nominates these movies anyway. The Academy is comprised of 17 branches, each of which corresponds to a specific aspect of the film industry, acting, directing, editing, you know the deal. In order to join, you either have to be sponsored by two members of the branch you're applying for, or have previously been nominated for an Academy Award in that respective branch. This is important because if the Academy is comprised of a population that is majority white and majority male, and let's be honest, it very much is, there will no doubt be some inherent bias, whether conscious or unconscious, as to who is sponsored and who is nominated. There was a bit of a splash this past summer when the Academy inducted 928 new members into its ranks, but even with all these new inductees, according to a Vox article from June 2018, Women only make up 31% of voters, while people of color make up a measly 16%. I bring this up because I think it's necessary that we comprehend who the people behind the curtain are and why at times they seem so out of touch with popular opinion. Only by understanding the way the system works can we begin to turn the tide and insist on rewarding movies that celebrate diverse perspectives. Although I have been following the campaigns of various films throughout award season, I often forget that the average person is not nearly as obsessive with their film consumption as I am. So my focus for this week was to get a feel how, or for that matter, if, the Oscars may or may not be relevant to the lives of everyday people. I walked around and asked anyone who had time to talk a series of questions regarding their cinematic opinions, as well as their thoughts on representation in movies as a whole. Here's some highlights from those conversations. You know, I think movies can uh, play a lot of roles, um, you know, anywhere from, you know, this collective imagination that can um, 
show us our aspirations and you know things we want and uh to a really complex art form that play out you know almost like an allegory of of philosophy and ideas um all that being said that's how we may view them but when it comes to their production um they do a lot in shaping what our you know dreams and aspirations and images are you know what exists in the world um yeah i think they're a really common way for people to experience art um Oftentimes going to the theater is really expensive, but going to see a bad movie, that's like $7. And I would pay $7 to pretty much entertain me for two hours any day of the week. It's incredibly important to include all types of movies. It, does, it, does, it shouldn't matter whether it's a superhero movie or um, like an indie film or, or anything like that. I think that if it's a good piece of art, then it should get its recognition. There's sort of like two circles of movies. There's the... Uh, the highfalutin intellectual movies that are have representation but don't get mass appeal. Um, I think we've kind of seen them come together, like with Wonder Woman and Black Panther. Those are popular movies that have um, been more um, generous to minorities or uh, women. Um, but I think, or like Hidden Figures, I remember that was a big year. Crazy Rich Asians. Um, so I think like some indie movies or like smaller movies are doing well with representation. I think personally, I'd like to see more universal body types represented. That's a huge frustration in movies in Hollywood. Um. Yeah, for sure. I think movies are just a reflection of everyday life if they're done right. Hollywood has been, you know, a big part of the public mindset and controlling what people think. Um, well, I think it's good. Um, for directors and pictures to get awards because um, people should be rewarded for the work that they're doing. Uh, but at the same time, I do think it is a, it plays into um, marketing. A lot of people, like I haven't seen some of the movies yet, but um, I did look at the nominations like last week and um, just because some movies are in there that I haven't seen, it makes me want to see them. Something as big name as the Oscars, which is the only award show that I really ever am into, um, I think that it can have a huge effect on which films are become popular, which films are put on streaming services like Netflix and Hulu. I believe, and this is coming from a white straight cis male, which is, you know, my biases and um, my experience, but I think we need to work to a place where we also have representations that are just there you know like it's not a big deal that you know the four characters are you know a black guy a white guy you know an indian guy and a jewish guy kind of thing you know i think that's best picture is a weird one because there's so many parts that go into it a lot of times i think they're just like what will earn the most money with it um because that's like a a title that you know definitely generates more revenue for a movie. I think in Hollywood like everyone's really afraid of taking risks and like Black Panther was a big risk because it was a huge majority of um, African-American cast um, and so I was super happy to see that and I think like if it did win it would show people that we can take more risks like that and get the get the word out there on shows like that. Um, I think the only one that really does anything for me is Best Picture, and even then, I'm not I'm not a huge movie buff. I just saw Shape of Water, like, a month ago. Um, but I think 
the more awards a movie gets, the more interested I am in in watching it. That doesn't necessarily mean I will, but it's certainly it's certainly a benefit as to why I would watch it. Well, sometimes I don't always agree with um, what everybody thinks is the best. What it means to me is that there are a certain amount of people that agreed to like this, and I don't think it, the hope the public should agree with that. I think film is an incredible influencer in not only entertainment industries, but it has an incredible effect on social justice movements. People will like look at the Oscars and be like, will feel kind of out of touch with what it is. And I think that's fine because if we're looking at it as an art thing, I think, you know, not everybody's gonna, you know, be into really high art stuff. It's, it seems like there's this like weird, I like hesitation about Black Panther winning. Like even though, like uh, there's the elite, there's the elitist mode, um, or like the elitist movies that are are in rotation for the Oscars. It's like people are more comfortable with that. If there's something sort of like uh, uprooting about seeing Black Panther on there, you know, even though it was socially so important. So I think people might actually see, uh, might lose a little bit of, I don't know. I think it'd be really difficult if Black Panther won. It'd be a huge change. Because I think people think the Oscars should be awarding, like, not just politically relevant, but, like, best movie. And it seems like a lot of people don't think that Black Panther is the best movie. In order of appearance, those were the voices of Daniel McCloskey, Anthony Giovino, Taryn Kuzma, Matthew Antosi, Ethan Casso, Adriana Simmons, and Carly Zaleski. And I'd like to thank all of them for letting me use those clips. As you can see, there really is this understanding of a dissonance between the Academy as kind of this high art society and, you know, the popular movies and the people that supposedly, you know, they represent. One thing that stuck out and came up in so many conversations was Black Panther, you know, this movie that's kind of this middle ground between high art and popular appeal. And I think that really represents an attempt by the Academy to kind of rectify that dissonance. So, what now? Well, next week, we're going to start getting specific as I look directly at the representation of women, both thematically in the films as well as in the literal nominations, and kind of pull apart what that says about what we may value as a society and how that's changing. Till next time, this is Statute Chat, and I'm your host, Andrew Smith.